0: You're listening to Tall Can Audio. I have something to say to you!
1: Here's your host. The issue here, sir, is that everyone fucking hates you.
0: Matt Robinson. What's happening, everybody? Welcome inside an all-new episode of the Tall Can Audio podcast. My name is Matt Robinson with you in our studio in beautiful Bytown, Canada, we're on Twitter and Instagram at Tall Audio. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening right now. Happy to be welcoming back to the show from Sportsnet. Kevin Mickey's here today. How are you doing, man? Doing spectacular, Maddie. Thanks for having me back, man. Really excited that uh, you made a little time for us. We've been seeing you pop up uh, in different places here on
1: uh, on Sportsnet. What are they keeping busy? Keeping you busy with these days? Oh, geez. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, last month I jumped on Sportsnet Central a couple times. Uh, just Cut that. As a, yeah. as a host. That was fun and also doing some writing. I'm not really on the uh uh highlight side anymore over there. I'm more on the associate producer side now. So doing a bunch of uh a bunch of stuff behind the scenes and in front of the camera yada yada yada. Keeping busy, keeping out of trouble. <laughs> uh
0: well, it is uh it is late January, which means it is Royal Rumble season. Uh, it also means we are on the uh, the brink of uh, of another Olympic Games, so I'm going to post the link in the show notes here for anybody who may have missed what we did uh, last summer with the zoobs, and uh, and we we booked an Olympic wrestling tournament. Kevin Mickey was good enough to join us for that one as well. Uh, we had a lot of fun with that, got some fun feedback on it. So look for that in the show notes if you missed it last summer. And also on the Olympic front, next week on uh, on Thursday morning, Cheryl Pounder is going to join the show, and uh, a lot of people kind of getting uh getting used to seeing her on a lot of uh. I don't, I'm, you know the the competition for Kevin Mickey. She's over on uh, on TSN quite a bit, doing Senators broadcasts, uh, and and she's done a few things on uh, on both networks, I believe, but making their her media presence a little more felt. Of course, also a two time Olympic gold medalist uh, for the Canadian women's hockey team. Uh, she's going to join us next Thursday, just on uh, as the Olympics get fired up. It'd be great to talk to her and see what she thinks of of the Olympic hockey tournament this year. But we're here to talk about the Rumble, man, and uh, this is, I think, for. You know, hardcore and casual wrestling fans alike. One of the highlights of the uh, the wrestling calendar. Are you looking forward to this one, man? What's your your level of excitement for this year compared to maybe previous years?
1: Yeah. So here's the thing with the Rumble. It doesn't matter if you're a casual wrestling fan or if you are a casual uh, anything fan. Really, it can it can hook you in. No matter what's going on, no matter who's in it, you still want to. F- you, if it's on, you're going to watch. It's the one wrestling event that I think anybody could be drawn to and anybody could understand uh, with very little explanation. What happens? Well, 30 men, if you throw one over the top rope, you're eliminated. And the <laughs> last one there, they win. And that's it.
0: Is it just the concept? Do you think like it? Gets, there's really only this is you know there's there's big four shows here: there's WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and uh, and the Royal Rumble. And SummerSlam and WrestleMania are you know you need to be tied into the storylines, and they're kind of paying off the everything that's been going on all year. But the Survivor Series and the Rumble are really these kind of two concept shows. One, of course, being teams of, of of four or five guys facing off against each other, and then the Rumble, as you say, being more of a a free for all everybody in the ring with last one for, to be tossed out is, uh, is the winner. Is it just like for non wrestling fans, you think it's just the concept that makes that one easier to follow and easy to kind of get into for one night, even if you're not really into the thing all year.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. And as well, if you're not really a fan of the professional wrestling entertainment, then y- you don't have to buy into submitting and pinning and yada, yada, yada. It's very simple concept. Somebody comes in every two minutes, they're going to beat the crap out of each other for a while, and then the only way to win is just one way. And, you know, in Survivor Series, there could be a schmazz of a finish where some, two guys get counted out and, like, you don't know why they're going to wrestle to the back because there's some background storyline, like you yeah. mentioned. But with the Rumble, well, it's just they come in, they could beat the shit out of each other, and then they're out <laughs> of there. And that's all you need to understand. And the last one gets to go to WrestleMania. Uh, before we get into this year's card specifically,
0: I like to kind of get the temperature of the industry from you when you come on and, and do this show. And there's a term that we're hearing a lot of, and I do follow close enough still that I'm familiar with it, but
1: it's... You're going to ask me about what beer I had drank lately.
0: Oh, it's a little earlier in the day than we normally record. I know you got to go to work, so I was going to skip it, but I do want to know, yeah, what's what's been on your... Uh, what have you discovered or stumbled over here lately?
1: So, I, you're right, I'm not drinking right now because I do have to go... Into Sportsnet later. Yeah. Um, but uh, Black Lab Brewery in mm. downtown Toronto on the East End, um, they released a German Pilsner that is just spectacular. Okay. It is just delicious. Went in there the other day. Always bring my pooch in there with me because they always have, somebody who works there has their dog in there or <laughs> other dogs. Obviously, Black Lab Brewery. It's sure. a dog-themed brewery. Uh, went in there, grabbed the German Pils, and it is so good! It was so is a spectacular, like light-bodied pilsner, clean, crisp, um, just really, really good. Highly recommended if you're in Toronto and you haven't tried Black Lab Brewery, go in there. Also, you see dogs, so it's great. Uh,
0: you can also check out Kevin Mickey's Twitter for uh, for pictures of cool dogs. Um, Hell yeah! Uh, our buddy uh, buddy of mine down in Toronto, he's mentioned that brewery to me once before. I don't think he lives too far away from it. it is it just like the patio where you can bring your, your pooch or you can take it right inside and hang out? Like uh, he also mentioned, it's not uncommon to see dogs in there.
1: Yeah. It's uh, you can bring your dog anywhere you want because they don't, they don't, uh, they don't serve food. Right. They have like whatever peanuts or whatever the law says you have to have for <laughs> some sort of food. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can like order your own food and like bring it in there. But yeah, because they're not a restaurant, you can bring your dog into the place and uh, chill out obviously when you're allowed to. Nice. All right. Uh,
0: so. To get back on what I what I was going to ask before I... Uh, you Sorry. reminded me the concept of my own show here. I appreciate what <laughs> we're supposed to be doing here. Um, the forbidden door. And this is a term we've heard a little bit around AEW when they were doing some cooperative work with Impact Wrestling and sending guys back and forth and, and doing storylines that way. I think we've seen it a little bit with uh, some other international promotions. But I guess we're seeing it sort of for the first time with the Royal Rumble and WWE getting involved, I, I'll let you explain whether or not you consider this to be a part of the forbidden door being open, but someone from Impact Wrestling, uh, Mickey James, their knockout women's, ch- knockouts women's champion, uh, is going to take part in the Royal Rumble. And it is not, you know, it is not uh, par for the course. It's not normal for WWE to invite and promote other companies on their programming, but they're doing it this time. What do you make of that?
1: It's, you know, it's interesting because WWE really, has not done this stuff for 25 years, I'd say. The last real notable time I can remember, and this was an influx of talent from other promotions coming in, was the 1997 Rumble when they were in San Antonio and they got an influx of luchadors and wrestlers from Mexico because uh, the strong Mexican presence in Mm -hmm. the area, being in San Antonio, uh, Texas, close to the border. Um, But other than that, you really... Don't think back and you don't think like, oh yeah, I remember in the early 2000s when this notable New Japan champion came in, like it doesn't happen. Vince McMahon doesn't like it happening. Right. The Forbidden Door is a concept, a construct in the minds of wrestling fans, but not Vince McMahon. Right. Uh He does not subscribe to this. I would say that Mickey James, the knockouts champion for impact, she, She is an exception to this rule based on her history with WWE and a necessity to WWE right now just based on the fact that they have released so much talent (laughs) over the last year that they cannot properly fill out a women's Royal Rumble. So it necessitates this forbidden door opening, but Mickie James is the exception to the rule because... I think that Vince will look at her and look at her as a WWE branded superstar. She'll come in and they'll say, Oh, it's knockouts women's champion, uh, Mickey James from impact. And then I'm sure that will be the only reference to her. And then she'll come in and say, Mickey James, of course, like the two time women's champion in WWE. Remember she beat Trish Stratus at WrestleMania, whatever that was. Sure. Uh, And they'll go through her WWE accolades rather than talk about her current status in wrestling. Um, the Forbidden Door, it ain't opening on the WWE <laughs> side. It is not opening. Uh, Dave Meltzer, the highly touted, respected journalist within professional wrestling has said like John Moxley, the former Dean Ambrose in WWE, he's not coming. Chris Jericho, he's not coming. CM Punk, he's not coming. It's not happening. If you're holding out hope that you're going to see a big AEW star come into the men's rumble, that's not happening. If you're holding out hope you see a big women's star, someone like of the Dr. Britt Baker caliber in AEW come into the rumble, that's not happening. That forbidden door is shut, (laughs) except for (laughs) Mickey James being the mouse that can squeak underneath, and that's it. So this is more about her than it is
0: about being ready to work with impact. Because we have seen like... For things like documentaries, right? They'll yeah. uh, there was a Kurt Angle documentary where Dixie Carter famously appeared and and was willing to speak. And they've borrowed film uh, from Ring of Honor before to do things with uh, with AJ Styles or you know th- different uh, performers. When they they they've been willing to sort of open the door that way, but never in the ring. And I'll be honest with you. What you said there about Mickey James sort of crossed my mind that not only will she be recognized by WWE fans for all the time she worked there, she's also still under the same name, right? Like a lot of these people yeah. leave their WWE names behind, and so it's recognizable there. The only thing I thought was interesting, and maybe it was what they had to do to be able to get Impact to say yes, was they acknowledged – the, the the impact and and that championship, right? It wasn't just her name when they announced that she was coming. Now, it wasn't this giant announcement either. She was on kind of this board that went up during SmackDown one week and, and uh, they reacted to her being in it. But, you know, you're saying pretty clearly this is because Vince trusts her, knows her, she's a known quantity. It has nothing to do with being ready to work more with other companies.
1: That's exactly it. Yeah. So I'm sure they said, we don't have enough women. What are we going to do? And then somebody said what if we bring in somebody else? And then they went through a massive list. Right. And they said, no, no, no. And then they hit Mickey James. They said, maybe. Right. And then they thought, well, let's bring this one to Vince and see what he says. And I'm sure the conversation was something like, uh, Mr. McMahon, what do you think about, uh, Mickey James coming back? And you're like, yeah, that's it. God damn it. Nobody else. <laughs> that's all you, that's all you fucking get.
0: When you talked about sure that's, the that's men's stars, stars, right? I, Yep. I you mentioned John Moxley and CM Punk. I never thought they would even have interest in doing it, right? They didn't seem to leave WWE on very good terms. The only one of the big names that I did wonder about that you're saying don't hold my breath on is Jericho because he likes mm-hmm. doing these sorts yep. of things to be the guy who appears in Japan after being dubbed, you know, a WWE lifer and uh you know, helps start AEW. He did do the Stone Cold podcast on the WWE network after um you know, having signed with AEW, is it just that it, the AEW is too much of a threat right now that you think, you know, the Jericho thing is, is completely off the table?
1: It's not, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) AEW will not be, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to think about, and yes, you're right. Um, AEW has, Jericho did that thing with Austin Um, Vince has a good relationship with those guys. So I'm sure he said, well, this is a way to pop a rating brother and maybe get (laughs) people to, uh, subscribe to the WWE network. A few more people get to get eyeballs on it. Um, but that's, that's it. And it's complicated, right? It's a working relationship outside of the ring only just by way of providing extra visuals for whatever they're producing.
0: And it, it's complicated by the fact that if I'm going to let you take my guy and put him in your match, I can't. I need to have him look strong. But if I'm Vince, I can't let him win. Like I, it gets hard to you know. Does Jericho have to get to the final four? Does Mickey James have to have at least a ten minute run? Like it's, it is complicated to see. If I'm lending you my talent, you can't embarrass them. Um, and we may differ on what those appearances look like. So,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Vince's, I mean. I was going to say Vince is well-known, but it's not, this has never been confirmed, but it's more just specu- speculativeness from wrestling fans about any time someone from another wrestling organization comes into WWE, well, the thinking is you cut their fucking legs off, brother, because <laughs> you see when WCW came over, anybody who came over, think about the main thing I think about is the radicals. Right. Um Guerrero, Perry Saturn, Chris Benoit, and... Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, thank you. Yep. Oh, how could I forget the man with a thousand holes? <laughs> um, when they came over, they originally got a push, but then Benoit got a match with Triple H, who was the WWE champion at the time, and Triple H beat his ass. Yep. Um, Taz comes in from ECW as ECW's champion, comes over, gets a match with Triple H, Triple H beats his ass. So... It's just you you look at previous booking in WWE and you think The Rock pretends
0: he doesn't even know him. who Booker T is when yeah. they first come yeah, into yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> anytime someone comes over, it's just it, they're not getting over. Right. If their WWE is top and WWE is the king of kings. Right. Shout out triple H. Nice. Uh, let's talk about this I was gonna say Sunday, man.
0: Force of habit. This Saturday's card. What's the story? Why are we going on Saturday? WWE loves a Sunday show.
1: So WWE is doing this thing where what these events have turned into these big events is they've turned into something that wrestling fans want to travel to. Uh, you think last year money in the bank was in Vegas, right? And they held that on a Saturday. So the thinking in Vegas is you come in on a Thursday or a Friday and then you leave on a Sunday or a Monday morning. Mm-hmm. So, WWE wants to get that traveling crowd to come to their arena and to stay at the arena because it's a huge gate opportunity to bring in a bunch of different travelers as well. Um, This – where the hell is it this weekend? St. Louis, Louis. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, whatever. It's not a (laughs) major travel destination. However, the Rumble is an event that people will want to travel for. It's such a noteworthy wrestling event. So you can make sure you get a bunch of different people coming in that way. And also you're not competing with the NFL. The NFL is on this coming Sunday of the conference championships. So the rumble will pretty much have the night to itself. I'm sure Vince isn't worried about whoever the Leafs are playing on hockey night in Canada. He should be, man. (laughs) Maybe, maybe Vince is going to be in another room, seeing if Austin can keep scoring. Maybe he's got a prop bet on nice. Austin to score. I love um, that. But, yeah, it, so the thinking is you can get more traveling fans and get a bigger gate this way, get bigger buildings, and uh, you're avoiding the NFL this coming Sunday. Yeah,
0: I thought I hadn't really considered the travel element. That's, uh, that's a good point. I, I, just, I assumed, honestly, that it was nothing more than the NFL. I, the NFL added that extra week. That's pushed... You know, the, the Rumble typically slid into that bye week, right in between the conference yeah. finals and the Super Bowl. Now the Super Bowl has been pushed back a week. WWE likes to keep the Rumble in January. Kind of threw a wrench into their. Uh, you don't want, like you said, you don't want to be going up against the NFL playoffs on a Sunday night. So,
1: no, especially the conference championships. Right. And coming off a weekend that was. Oh my that God. Was, In hindsight, this is a good idea because man, there's gonna <laughs> be a lot of eyeballs on For football sure. this
0: weekend. For sure. Um. We're looking at kind of Brock Lesnar. He's going to be defending the WWE Championship against Bobby Lashley. That I can't imagine as of three or four weeks ago was ever the plan. Uh, He was supposed, Brock was supposed to uh, face Roman Reigns on January 1st. Roman tests positive, can't make it. Brock gets put into a different championship match, wins that. What do you see happening here? What are they building to? Are they still going to try and get back to Brock versus Roman at WrestleMania? Um, this one's interesting. A lot of people want to see, and for quite some time, have wanted to see Brock versus Bobby. What do you make of this whole thing?
1: Yeah, you know what? First, I want to say that like I'm I'm pumped for Bobby Lashley because I, I spoke to Bobby uh, last year, not long after he captured the WWE Championship, and I said... It was before WrestleMania, and I said, uh, "What are your dream WrestleMania matches?" And he said, um, "Well, there's two, and they both rhyme with talk." Oh. And he was talking about The Rock, <laughs> and he was talking about Brock. Right. Brock Lesnar. Ever since Bobby came into WWE in 2005, he and Brock Lesnar have continuously been compared and contrasted. Both very decorated amateur wrestlers. Um, both just jacked to the gills in how they look, uh, both, uh, former mixed martial artists. When you look at their resumes, they are quite similar. And so Bobby has always wanted to have this match with Brock just because of how often people compare them. Right. And I think that Bobby has a lot of respect for Brock as well. So, I'm really happy to see Bobby get this one-on-one match. It's, it's going to be really cool. Now, as for the match, I think that Bobby could win this thing. And here's why. Brock Lesnar is also currently the, depending on where you look, either the favorite or second or third favorite to win the Rumble. And he's not even a confirmed entrant. Right. right. So the thinking is, if you book it like Bobby... Beats Brock, and I'm sure it won't be clean, but Bobby will still go over on Brock, and then Brock, coming out, shit out Meatloaf, by the way, RIP, (laughs) coming out like a bat out of hell into the Rumble, beats the shit out of everybody there, eliminates 29 people, wins, goes to WrestleMania to wrestle Roman, because Roman is wrestling also on the card against Seth Rollins, that's the lock of the century, Roman ain't ain't losing that match, guaranteed. So Lesnar goes into the Rumble as a babyface, and that really has how he's been portrayed lately is as a babyface. Sweet hat and on he, Monday. He wins the Rumble and he chases the title into WrestleMania to face Roman, who is going in. When the WWE's really done a good job of booking this, because Roman is right now a monster, unbeatable heel, and Lesnar will go in as an underdog babyface. How you don't see you that see every that? day, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So that's kind of the thinking here um, going in. So Lesnar, Lashley, I'm, I'm happy that that match is going to happen. And then Lashley has a good damn chance of winning the match.
0: Yeah, it's an interesting... Like uh, I think right now as we sit here and record this midweek, uh, there are only 22 men um, locked in and confirmed for uh, the men's Royal Rumble match. So there will be some surprises. We also have a few yeah. days to go, though. Um, but they always leave a couple slots open for surprise and stuff. So Brock could easily be yep. one of those who comes in and they get right back on track towards Brock versus Roman, which is clearly where they were trying to get to.
1: Yes. That's, that's where they wanted to go at day one. It was supposed to be a one-on-one match. Um, as for who would have won that match, I'm not sure, you know, I'm, I'm thinking Schmaz. Yeah. how they would, would have wanted to do it. Keep Roman with the championship. <clears throat> Keep Brock chasing, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but. Yeah, they want that one-on-one match to headline night two of WrestleMania.
0: Uh, You mentioned the possibility that Brock competes in a championship match and then jumps into the Rumble itself. We do know that another champion is doing that. Uh, Charlotte Flair is going to be in the Rumble um, as a champion. Uh, what is the what do you think is is the plot there? Her title's not on the line. We have seen that before where they put the champion in and the belts on the line that's not happening uh, there's only twenty one women right now uh confirmed for the the women 's rumble match. What do you think they're doing here with Charlotte or is it just you know again drastic shortage of women and we got to get people in there
1: yeah that's the one yeah. right there they've released so many wrestlers that they just don't have enough women to fill the rumble. And they don't want to just put super, super green talent from NXT in the Rumble. Because number one, whatever, Sarah Schmo comes out <laughs> and you have no idea who she is. Zero pop on a surprise entrance. Right. So what are you going to do? Well, just put Charlotte Flair in there because she's freaking Charlotte Flair. And you know who she is. And she's a stud. She's a star. <clears throat> so that's why she's in the Rumble. Uh, not enough women to fill out the cards. Uh, to fill out the match and you get a huge pop
0: when she comes out in the last day or two, speaking of the women's rumble match, we have been hearing some rumors. Um, I believe Fightful had at first, Brian Alvarez, the said he's heard the same thing that the WWE is pushing hard for Ronda Rousey to return and, uh, enter the rumble match. Do you see that as being a possibility as likely as, uh, you know, something that we may see on Saturday?
1: Yeah, you know, I chatted with somebody and I asked them about this, and I said, "Is Rousey really a strong possibility? Like these reports <clears throat> confirmed?" And they and he said, "Yeah, yeah, Rousey is looking good to show up in the Rumble." So, Rousey coming out, <clears throat> it really wouldn't surprise me to see her. And what a what a star to yes. come out too. She hasn't she hasn't been around for
0: jeez, coming up two, on three years. Yeah,
1: yeah. She had her child in September <clears throat> and that's what she left to do is to start a family. So she's had a child and they say, well, like, are you ready to come back now? Like, let's get you in there. And what a time to come back. The women's division missing several stars having released a bunch of them. So bring her in and huge, huge pop. And like, she could win the thing too. Right now she's the, <clears throat> based on the one site that I'm using, which is a uh, bet online, uh, She's the second favorite to win the match. Oh, wow. Plus 500. Bianca Belair, the favorite at plus 300.
0: Hmm. You wonder, like, is that the easy, how do you get Charlotte out of there? Ronda does it. She's a big enough star. You can get away with it. And now you can be building towards um, Charlotte versus Ronda at Mania. You could go back.
1: I was going to say uh, Ronda Becky.
0: I was going to say that as well, that maybe that's the route you prefer to go. Or could you again go back to another triple threat between those two. The That one was so exciting a couple of years ago leading up to it. And the finish obviously left a little bit of a, you know, kind of fell flat, which is sort of how it ended up, you know, whether it was kind of botched or, or whatever. You know, maybe you, you throw all three of them in there together. Again, uh, I know they want to do something big with Bianca, so maybe you don't want to have three of your top stars all tied up in one match. But, I mean, maybe that's back on the table as well.
1: So I, th- I definitely think it could be, and that makes sense to me. However, I wouldn't, necessarily want to run that back. Um, I think that there's a great opportunity to put Rousey up against Becky and the whole thing can be like Becky's run over everybody, but you know what? You haven't had a one-on-one match with me and you revisit the finish of that WrestleMania and you say you got lucky. Mm -hmm. Becky has so much to play on saying like, oh, you ran home, you went home scared and you just decided like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to be a mommy. And then Rhonda can also use like, oh, you came back in this amount of time after having a kid. Well, I came back in this amount of time and it would be less than Becky came back in. So there's a lot, a lot of meat on the bone there to come up with some sort of good storyline. And if Bianca goes to Charlotte, uh, Bianca doesn't have to put up with it's different than Bianca losing the championship to Becky at SummerSlam. SummerSlam? Mm, no. When the hell did she lose the championship? I can't remember now. <laughs> well, whenever she lost the championship yeah. to Becky. It um, might have been SummerSlam. Uh, she can, they don't have to revisit that. They can right. do something new with Charlotte. And Bianca is a very good baby face to chase a championship and a legitimate, legitimate contender to Charlotte Flair because... The last few wrestlers that they've run out with Charlotte who aren't Becky, right? Pretty much, yeah. Or Sasha. Um, nobody is really believing. Like I, I love Tony Storm. She's really cool. She's got a great look. Uh, even though they just released her, um, but you know when you think about Charlotte Flair, Tony Storm, WWE has built up their top of their women's division far
0: more than they built up the mid card, right? Yeah, you've got nobody credible here to push the champs. What are the chances? I don't know what the timeline looks like. Could Bailey be one of the mystery entrants in the women's uh we haven't seen her in a bit. Is she ready to come back?
1: Yeah, I think that Bailey will be in the match. Uh from everything that I've read and I haven't talked to anybody specifically about this, but from everything that I've read, Bailey will be is ready to go and she could certainly be in the match. I think that it would be it would behoove WWE to put a star like Bailey in that match. Yeah. Uh,
0: So just before we wrap up here then, man, give me one or two on the men or women's side, whether it's something you're hearing or something you're hoping for, you know, we got some, there's always a a mystery entrant or two. Sometimes it's a throwback legend. Sometimes it's, you know, a hot new signing, whatever it might be, you know, something that you're, you're going to be looking for going, I wonder if we're going to see, you know, a couple of possible surprises you'll be looking for.
1: So, I mean, it's, it's tough to predict the surprise because a lot of the time a surprise will be released in an odds board or something like that. Right. <clears throat> One person I do think has an outside shot of winning the Rumble on the men's side is Kevin Owens. Hmm. And I say that because I love that, man. Vince is a man who loves loyalty. Kevin just signs a long-term deal with WWE Resigned. Uh, he wants to be in WWE and he's shown that he can be a top guy in WWE. So you give him the opportunity to showcase a little more what he can do. He wins the Rumble and he goes on to chase, let's say, Lashley. Uh, and then you have a Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley match at WrestleMania and then by hook or by crook, you just give Lesnar another route to Reigns. Right. You know, like you have Reigns come in, you have the Usos come in to eliminate Lesnar in the Rumble or something like that. Mm -hmm. There's a way to put Kevin Owens over and send him to WrestleMania. And I think that Vince could do that because he appreciates a loyal guy and Kevin Owens has shown, goddamn, he is loyal to WWE. Uh, He loved WWE growing up. He's touted that and he just resigned a long term deal with them. I didn't know Tate when, was still a thing.
0: I guess it's cool.
1: At, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at a time when tons of people are running over to AEW as well. Right. So Vince will appreciate that. So I think that Kevin Owens could be a surprise winner. As for a surprise coming in, I mean, geez, I don't know. Kevin Nash. He seems like he's always, <laughs> he's, he's always a surprise.
0: Somebody in the doink yep. costume.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Doink number six is coming in. Um, I've seen Braun Strowman's name floated around a little bit. I mean, he's been, uh, he was released, whatever that was, six to nine months ago, somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, he showed up briefly on impact, uh, but he could be in there. Um, I think you'll see Walter who's now known as Gunther. Walter yeah. was the, uh, NXT UK champion forever and ever and ever. And now he's, God, I love that guy. He's, he's awesome. Um, Uh, that former Olympic gold medalist in the US, Gable Stevenson, uh, he could be, he he could be in the Rumble, he could make his WWE debut that way, Um, but that's pretty much for it, for uh, surprises. The Undertaker is going to be in the building, however, I think it's mostly just because his wife, Michelle McCool, is going to be in the Women's Rumble. Right. So I wouldn't expect Taker to come out, but you never know, I mean, never say never. Johnny Knoxville's in the match. Maybe Johnny Knoxville wins and goes to WrestleMania.
0: This does appear, Johnny Knoxville aside, to be one of the most, like, I can't remember ever looking at a men's Royal Rumble match in the last five, 10 years and having it seem more, I don't know. Now you're right. The Brock path seems like a, something that they could easily do to try and capitalize on what they're paying him for a night, you know, getting there for twice, buddy. Um, yeah but you just look around and it, it seems pretty wide open. Like most years you kind of look at it and go, okay, I think they're trying to build to this or trying to get to this, this one. I don't know, man, it seems more interesting in the fact that like you say, you, it's, there's a number of ways they could go here and there isn't one kind of obvious star that's been confirmed so far and you go, yeah, they're clearly trying to get there. And so this will happen.
1: hmm. Um, it's, it's wide open. You're right. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that, I mean, I wouldn't say it's an indictment, but it's something that WWE should look at. We're like, hey, we should probably, we should probably push some stars (laughs) other than Brock Lesnar because as cool as Brock is, and like he's badass, and it's cool to see him get in the ring every single time he does because he's, Brock Lesnar is legitimately one of the best professional wrestlers of the last 25 years. Yeah. Like he he fucking rules, man. He's great at his profession. Uh, But you know why there should be some pause for concern if you're like oh we have this other big star in Kevin Owens and in Sami Zayn um in Chad Gable like Chad Gable wrestled last night on Raw against Randy Orton and like it it was a great match right. and you think man I forgot how good Chad Gable is like <laughs> you have a bunch of this good mid to lower card talent maybe it's time to push them a little more so they have credibility when it comes to big matches like Royal Rumble, right?
0: where well, you're not constantly looking at it, going, "This guy is not on the same level as Brock, or has yeah, no chance." I mean,
1: right now, on odds boards, like The Rock is one of the heaviest favorites. <laughs> the Rock, like you, are you kidding me? This guy hasn't been in a ring in years, and there's no confirmation that he's going to be there. But just because of the star that he is, was, could be match that could happen with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, he's right. on there, and. He's also, I love the Drew McIntyre's, uh, one of the top, um, one of the top guys right now in terms of odds, because, um, he's injured right now Right, and he's not expected back like until WrestleMania and and yet he's one of the top favorites. So it's like, you gotta push some more wrestlers.
0: (laughs) Give us some possibilities here. Some stars. Yeah. Um, Kev, we always appreciate when you make a little time to talk a little wrestling, where can the good people find your work right now?
1: Maddie, it's yeah. always a pleasure to jump on with you, my friend. Always love it. Um, at Kevin Mickey on Twitter. We'll have some stuff coming out this weekend. I got a preview. I have a fun little article that I did. It <clears throat> was going to come out in December. We decided to push it. So I talked to almost, I don't know, six to eight people in the wrestling business about what makes Bret Hart so great.
0: Oh my God. You're speaking to my heart here, man.
1: What makes Bret Hart the best or his best or was, the best or ever will be? Because Bret Hart was the first professional wrestler to ever go into the Canadian Walk of Fame in December. Right. So I spoke with, uh, Natty Neidhart, TJ Wilson, former referee, Jimmy Corderas, mm-hmm. uh, former WWE superstar, Eric Young, uh, Dave Meltzer, uh, and a few other people that I'm can't remember now off the top of my head. <laughs> But I spoke to a few people talking about the pillars in which Brett was propped up upon in terms of his skill set, pretty much. <clears throat> and they took me through what made Brett so great. Um, so that's going to come out this week as well. Uh, I thought it was a pretty cool article. So, I mean, I really enjoyed talking to everybody. So if you have an opportunity, it'll be tweeted out on SportsNet account, on my account. And uh, yeah, have a look at that. And. We're also doing some stuff with uh, the new. There's a new SN bets account, which is Sportsnet's betting content right. side of things. Uh, it's looking like we're going to be running uh, a pool that you can enter uh, to see who eliminates the most wrestlers, yada, yada, yada. But, anyways, it's like a partnership with WWE and SN bets where uh, you can join a Royal Rumble pool. And that will be into my preview article as well.
0: Uh, I am, so we'll share all the links to that as they come and, uh, and in the show notes here, but I am, I'm stoked for the Bret Hart thing, man. And I was going to actually text you, uh, throughout Christmas there and it kept slipping my mind as drinks kept slipping under my helmet. Um, <laughs> last year I texted you a photo of a Christmas gift I got, which was Bret Hart pint glass, which I thought was, I have nice. no idea yeah, where yeah, that yeah. was found. Whatever. Yeah. This year under the tree, Calgary Hitmen third logo or third Jersey, or it's the hat, but with their, you know, Bret Hart style logo on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- Amazing man! Like, right. The people have got that. me love, pegged at Christmas. <laughs> I love,
1: I love the old hitman stuff, man, or the hitmen stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, yeah, that rules. That's a great, great gift
0: for sure, man. So uh, we,
1: like I said, we'll share all that
0: stuff when it comes out. Um, appreciate you making the time as always, and uh, you know, we'll we'll do this again before WrestleMania, no doubt, man. Thank you so much.
1: Anytime, Matty. Anytime, buddy.
0: For Kevin, Mickey. My name is Matt Robinson, and we will catch you all on the next episode of Tall Can Audio. If y'all ain't got nothing else for me to drink, I'm going to haul ass. No, I'm serious. I'm about to haul ass. If y'all have no better shit than this, to drink, Thanks for listening. You can get more TCA at tallcanaudio.com or by searching Tall can Audio on your favorite podcast app.